Welcome to the Home Inspector Marketing Podcast. Because you're a home inspector looking to increase your sales, improve your cash flow, and boost your bottom line, you are in the right place. For additional training resources on how you can grow your home inspection business, go to microreturns.com right now. And now, here's the podcast. Hi, this is Mike Crow, and I run a home inspection business. In fact, I've run a couple of home inspection businesses. The true joy for me, though, has been helping literally thousands of home inspectors build really solid home inspection businesses as well. We can help a single man operation be able to do over $300,000 a year, maybe all the way up to $400,000 a year as a single inspector operation. Even better for me is the 80 plus companies that we have helped be able to build million dollar home inspection businesses. I would like to help you be able to do the same thing. Well, I have to tell you, I am so thrilled that we are finally reaching this point where we're going to start talking about some of the different parts that you need to put in your business to make it successful. On the last recording, we talked about your business development program. And one of the things that I I mentioned there is in the next series, what we're going to be talking about is your primary aim, your strategic objective, your organizational strategy, your management strategy, your people strategy, your marketing strategy, and your system strategy. Now, as I mentioned on the last call, one of the things that I teach people are systems, people, and resources. Because when you have those three parts in place, everything starts to really just kind of click and and move forward with you. In chapter 12, that's what we're going to pick up today with the E-Myth. Of course, the new book out there is the E-Myth Revisited, but I'm working out of my original book, the E-Myth, that I marked up 20 plus years ago to help me build my business. All right, so chapter 12 talks about your primary aim. And I think this is incredibly important. And one of the reasons it's important is because I think sometimes people get too wrapped up in their business. And what is the primary aim of your business? The primary aim, you're going to be surprised to find out that your business is not the first order of business on your agenda. You are the primary aim. And I think sometimes people miss that. Currently in my family with my wife and with her mother, we are going through some life changes right now. Her dad died. So we are shifting a lot of different pieces in our life. And part of the reason that we're able to do this is because my primary aim was to build a business uh, and build it in such a way that I could uh, live the life that we have currently. So your primary aim in your business is you. All right. And I joke about it all the time. And I mentioned it on the last uh, recording as well. And that was the fact that I work about a half a day a week in the business. And and my son uh, from stage in front of everybody went, well, it's more like half a day a month, you know. And of course, I just put my arm around him and said, I can fix that. And and of course, he's thinking now uh, that was probably not what he really wanted to hear. So, you know. All right. So here's the questions. What kind of lifestyle do I want? And what do I want my life to look like, to to feel like? Now, here's one of the most important things about truly successful people in the 1%. And that is that our businesses and our lives are rarely separate from each other. You know, a lot of times people will tell you, you need to have this life-work balance. And, And I agree that some of that exists. I think, though, what they're missing is the fact that for truly successful people, 
Our business is our life, and our life is our business. Now, that doesn't mean I have to spend 40, 60, 80 hours here. Um, And by the way, in the beginning, that's exactly what I did. In the beginning, I started work at 4 a.m. and didn't finish until 10 p.m. And most people seem to forget that when they look at me now and I say I work half a day a week. They forget how much time and energy and effort went into getting to that point to create that. So here's the question, though, is what kind of lifestyle do you want? What do you want your life to look like, to feel like? So your primary aim is to answer those questions. And once you answer those questions, everything gets so much easier. I wanted to be able to set it up so that I could have my kids next to me more often. And we have four amazing, wonderful children, me and my wife, Susan. And I wanted to be able to travel. And I wanted to be able to take my family to Walt Disney World every five years. And I wanted to be able to do a number of different things. And so I I sit down with my kids and I sit down even with myself and I try to figure out where do I want to be? And when Susan and I were first married, we did this together. We put our strategic plan, our our primary aims together on paper. And I'm teaching it to my kids now. It was so fun. My youngest daughter recently sat down and did it with her husband. So where do I want to be five years from now? Now, I will tell you, here's the cool thing for me. I'm now working on 10, 20 years, and, and most people will not understand what I'm getting ready to say. I'm working on what will the next 100 years look like? And they go, well, you won't even be here. Well, absolutely, I won't be here 100 years from now. Maybe, I don't think I will be anyway. But you know who will be here? The people I love. My kids, my grandkids, my great-grandkids. So what I'm doing today will affect them. And if I do it right, it will have a positive effect on them for the rest of their lives. And who knows how many generations to come after that. So here's the thing is, when I do die, I've had this question asked me, and it's actually here in the book as well. When I do die, what do you hope that they'll say about you, you know, at your funeral, your memorial? And one of the things is that uh, imagine you had recorded something that you could say to them. So you're addressing your guests. You're telling them the story of your life. And what would that story look like? How How would that story sound? Because what you once said there, that's your primary aim. What you would like to be able to say about your life after it's too late to do anything about it, that's your primary aim, okay? So if you were to write a script for the recording to be played for those people at your funeral, how would you like it to read? And I've had this question put to me in a number of different scenarios that I've been through, and it was kind of funny. I, uh, one lady, I went, well, here's what I'd like to have said. And she went, wow, you kind of think pretty high of yourself, don't you? (laughs) And I realized she wasn't right for that position in that job because, you know, yes, I think highly of myself. And yes, I think I'm important. And yes, I think what I do will change the lives of the people that I touch. And if you don't think that, well, one, that's a shame. But two, it might even be a little selfish Because this world isn't about just us. It isn't about just me. It isn't about just you. It's about the people that we touch each and every day. And anyway, that's my primary aim, okay? And so once you've created that script, then all you need to do, once you've written that out, what you want said at your funeral, then all you have to do is uh, make it come true, right? (laughs) Well, that's a little easier to say than it is done sometimes. But all you need to do is begin living the life your life as if it's important. And I think that that's one of the most important things that all of us need to do. Now, with a mature company, great people are those who know how they got where they are. 
That's so important. Let me say that again, because so often people act as if, well, I just got lucky. I just ended up here. And honestly, that's just not true. 99% of the time, every now and then it happens. Okay. But even then they did something probably they knew had the chance to create whatever it is that they're in the middle of. So great people are those who know how they got where they are. Great people are those who know how they got where they are. I know how I got where I am. Even better, now I'm showing other people how to be able to get there as well or to get to their primary aim. And sometimes primary aim is different. I was just looking at one of my friends and when I first started working with him, he was a single man operation saying, I don't want to build a million dollar company. Now he has a multi-million dollar company. I think they did $3 million last year. And he was sending pictures of him and his friends on his boat on the lake. And recently I know that he shared with uh, my son that he has over a million dollars sitting in the bank. Not very many people can say that. That's a pretty cool primary aim. Here's the other thing is, I know he took very good care of his dad who died recently in the process of all that. And I know he's taken very good care of a lot of people that work for him. So every million dollar company hires on average, some hire more, some hire less, but hire on average 10 people. So if you build a million dollar company, you're affecting 10 different families. Yes, you're affecting 10 people, but almost always those people have families. And I never forget that either. So he's probably affecting somewhere between 30 and 40 different families. I know that every time we write paychecks, I never forget that we're affecting somewhere between 30 and 40 families as well. So great people are those who know how they got where they are and how to get where they're going. And that's one of the pieces that I want to make sure you see with the whole primary aim is I know where I want to be a year from now, of course, three years, five years, 10 years. 20 years. I know where I want to be 20 years from now. I know what I want that to look like. And yes, I could die tomorrow of a heart attack. Well, that's okay. I get that. But you know, even if that were to happen, I would be thrilled at where I am right now because I am where I am right now because I want to be here. Okay. But I am kind of an optimist, so I'm hoping I get to live another 20, 30, 40 years. Okay. Uh, And maybe 50. Who knows? We'll see. Great people have a vision of their lives, which they practice making sure it comes true each and every day. I keep pictures. I keep notes. I keep sayings. I keep little quotes in front of me and that pop up on my phone and different things all the time. So every day I'm making sure that I'm living the life each and every day that I want. I'm living my primary aim each and every day. I had one coach, the wonderful young lady by the name of Emily, and she is a uh, inspirational coach, but she's really helping people be the best person they can be. And I heard her speak once and uh, because we were sitting in a, a group together, and she said, take out a piece of paper and um, write down the three words that describe who you are. The three words that describe who you are. Then I pulled out a piece of paper and I wrote down husband, father, coach. And it didn't take me any time because I knew that's who I am and that's who I want to be probably for the next 20 years. And it was interesting because I looked around the room and a lot of people were struggling with that. And a lot of people didn't get to the three things they were. And then she said, now pull out your phone and set an alarm for every day to go off that reminds you of that is who you want to be. 
And so I set an alarm. And by the way, I change the time that it goes off sometimes. Currently, it goes off at 5.20 p.m. uh, each day. And I look at it and it says, husband, father, coach. And I remember that's who I am. That's what I want to be. And you need to keep things in front of you to make sure that you're doing exactly that. So I believe it's true that the difference between great people and everyone else is that great people create their lives actively, all right, while everyone else is created by their lives. Are you created by your life or are you creating the life that you want? You know, and by the way, sometimes people think, oh, well, you have to be in business for yourself to do this. No, that's not true at all. I was an employee for years and years and years, and I still created the life I wanted even when I was an employee. So this isn't just about being an entrepreneur and having a business, though having a business is a great thing, in my opinion, for me, but creating your life that you want, no matter what that is. So for instance, my mother-in-law and father-in-law, they worked for somebody their entire lives. But you know what? They created the kind of life they wanted. They used to go to Colorado on a regular basis for great things. He did jewelry. He made rings and she did all kinds of training. In fact, she trained me on how to do word processing when it first came out so that I could set up our first computerized report. So there's a lot of things that you can do there. And the difference between those two is the difference between living fully and just existing. The difference between those two is living fully and just existing. So here's what I want you to think about. What do I want my life to look like? How do I want my life to feel on a day-to-day basis? What would I like to be able to say I truly know in my life about my life? How would I like to be with other people in my life? my family, my friends, my business associates, my customers, clients, uh, and my community, okay? How would I like people to think about me? What would I like to be doing two years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now? What specifically would I like to learn during my life? Spiritually, physically, financially, technically, intellectually, and about relationships. How much money will I need to do these things that I want to do? And by when will I need that money? So those are some of the questions. And you might even want to rewind and and write those questions down, or you could go buy the book, uh, The E-Myth, or The E-Myth Revisited. I'm sure those questions are probably in there as well in chapter 12, and just see those questions. But I want you to understand, I write those questions down, I see them, I put them out there where I can look at them on a regular basis. I answer these questions daily in everything that I do. Now, I want to say this very carefully. I come up short in so many of the answers to these questions. I am not an intellect, okay? It's kind of funny. Uh, My wife is an incredible intellect, and I do things to help her have that stimulus for her higher intellect. What I do do, though, is I work on putting certain things in place so that each of my family has the ability to be able to understand and do things better. So I work on relationships a lot. And in the past, when I was young, I failed on relationships a lot, which is probably one of the reasons it's so important to me. And then one of the things I also calculate, and it's the last question I mentioned, was how much money will I need to do the things I want to do? And by when will I need it? And I calculate that even every single day now. 
And, you know, do I have enough money? Well, yeah, I have plenty of money. Do I have enough money to do everything I want? Yeah, probably not. Because I have some pretty lofty goals of what I want, not only for myself, but for my family. And again, kids and grandkids. And honestly, for the people that are part of this company. So here's the last part of this. Your primary aim is the vision necessary to bring your business to life and your life to business. Your primary aim is the vision necessary to bring your business to life and your life to your business. It gives you that purpose. If you are not purpose-driven, if you don't have a burning desire to get something done, you most likely will not succeed. I have this wonderful gentleman who's one of our partners here, and we go to lunch every Thursday. And he said, Mike, he says, what, what's one of the things that keeps you motivated? And the truth is, I have a burning desire in a number of different areas to see certain things happen. To see other people be successful is one of my burning desires. And I work on it every single day. And it kind of goes all the way back to Zig Ziglar. And for you young people, you don't even know who he is. Zig Ziglar was one of the most influential coaches that I ever had in my life. And one of the things he used to say was, the more you help people get what they want, the more you'll have everything you want. Now, it's not quite exactly the way he said it. Of course, he probably said it 100 times and said it 100 different ways. But that's exactly the point. The more you help other people get what they want, the better chance you'll have at having everything you ever wanted. And and I have lived with that. And when you have your primary aim, when you have that vision necessary to bring your business to life and your life to your business, it provides you with a purpose. It provides you with energy. It provides you with, well, as they like to say here, it provides you with the grist for your day-to-day mill, all right? And day-to-day can be a grind. And some days are funner than others. And some days are smoother than others. And some days you just would like to kind of forget them. But the truth is even the bad days help make you who you are and help make you better for what's coming down the road. In fact, that's one of the things I think that so often people forget. If it weren't for some of the things that I went through that were bad, I wouldn't be as prepared as I am today to be able to handle the business and the relationships and other people's concerns that I work with. All right. Well, this is Mike Crow. That was chapter 12. This was nice, short, easy, very straightforward. And yet it may be one of the most important chapters uh, in the book, which is chapter 12. What is your primary aim? And I will tell you that one of the most important things that you ever need to think about with this is to be around other successful people. You know, I created that saying probably 15 years ago. And what I realize now is I'm seeing it pop up over and over and over again. Evidently, it's gained some traction out there and other people are saying it, or other people are having the same revelation that I had. Zig Ziglar kind of said it, you know, help other people be successful. I always believe help people help themselves. And then once you help those people help themselves, hopefully they will help other people as well. The other big part of that is that If you hang around truly successful people, it's easier to be successful. So be successful and be around those that are successful. And never forget, the more money you make, the more people you can help. If you are interested, by the way, I do some questions and answers about every other week. And if you're interested in being on that list so that we can do a live call with a group of folks, and I'll be more than happy to probably answer your questions. There's usually a very short group of people there, a short list of people there. 
be more than happy to have you there. Send an email to hello, H-E-L-L-O, hello at coachblueprint.com, and I'll be more than happy uh, to work with you and maybe to help answer any questions, gaps maybe that I've created as we've been going through this material. Have a great day. Talk with you again soon. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. And as a friendly reminder, if you're looking to increase your sales, improve your cash flow, and boost your bottom line as a home inspector, go to microreturns.com right now.